All right, folks, uh, seek and destroy Metallica, seek, uh, seek and destroy corruption on all levels. We've been doing this now for uh, six and a half years. We uh, started this on Winwood Radio, discuss the truth. It's Ian Trottier here. We've got a guest standing by. She just phoned in, so I'm going to call her back. Naomi Wolf uh, is joining us today. War Room Daily Cloud, Pfizer Documents Analysis Reports. We're going to get a, an incredibly meticulously done reporting on uh, the uh, the front, really the front of uh, of the COVID uh, vaccine by Pfizer. Naomi Wolf joining us here. She's standing by. I don't want to keep her too much, but uh, folks, um, look, we have we have a dramatically changing country, dramatically changing country, and unfortunately, uh, you know, taking sides politically may not get you where you need to go. Uh, in my view. You need to side with the Constitution because it is under fire. It is under attack. And this country, in my view, is being dismantled as fast as it possibly can, approaching I mean, getting on a $35 trillion federal debt. So we're going to talk uh, COVID vaccine, Pfizer, uh, with Naomi Wolf, an incredibly uh, intelligent woman and well-accomplished uh, Naomi Wolf. Just bring this up for you real quick if you're not familiar with who she is. And again, she is standing by. I do not want to keep her waiting, but she's a San Francisco native. Uh, I happen to also have lived in San Francisco myself a number of years ago. So I'm somewhat familiar with the uh, with the city. Um, and I lived there when uh, Gavin Newsom and uh, uh, Kamala Harris were running the show there. Yale University. And she's got a doctor of philosophy from uh, Oxford. New College, Oxford. So let's bring Naomi Wolf on. She's calling back in. Naomi, uh, welcome back to the show. I was about to call you. I meant 30 seconds, not 30 minutes. Uh, it's nice to have you join the program. We're recording now. So again, just audio. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Naomi, um, I, you know, I, I, I gave a brief introduction to who you are, but uh, you know, some people may not be familiar with with some of the work you've done. You're well-educated, Yale, Oxford. Um, and uh, outside of that, please take a moment and introduce yourself for listeners. Sure. Well, gosh, I'm a nonfiction writer, and I've written eight works of nonfiction. They were all New York Times bestsellers. And um, I am co-founder of a company called Daily Clout, which uh, is a place where you can engage in um, be more powerful in your democracy. And I am probably on this show because Daily Cloud um, has this extraordinary project in which we got 3,500 medical experts to read through the Pfizer documents that were le released under court order um, and that the FDA asked the court to keep hidden for 75 years. And these experts have found, uh, have issued 50 reports edit um and they are available now that anyone can read and they document really what is the great crime against humanity in in our history so that's look this this is i i never thought of uh i, I am familiar with your name uh, and i never considered you to be uh a conspiracy theorist, theorist, but whoever uh, writes that into the Wikipedia has labeled you as as such, and I think that might be a badge of honor uh, in today's time. But Naomi, um, yeah. give give some thoughts here in regards to have you had a chance now? RFK Jr. I'm sure you're familiar with what he's done the past couple of years. Uh, he's yeah. written a book on uh, Dr. Fauci, and he doesn't 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 have nice things to say. I've skimmed right. through it. What are your thoughts on what RFK Jr. has done? 
uh, and uh, and then get into Dr. Fauci a little bit. Uh, we'll go through uh, also uh, your documents. Well, these are, I mean, these are subjects. Um, so RFT Jr. wrote a really impeccably resourced book, sourced book. Um, all of the footnotes are there, in which he basically exposed um, kind of a deep state health uh, coup. Uh, in other words, that the, the country has sustained a coup through our, our public health agencies. And Dr. Fauci's center of it, um, he, uh, R.P. Jr. pointed out that Dr. Fauci holds eight patents and basically aligns with and aligns with, and we saw this very clearly, you know, since the quote-unquote pandemic, um, Dr. Fauci has aligned with meta-national entities such as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, to, uh, to basically, um, you know, attack Americans and to implement policies that are not uh, directed or overseen by our Congress and our own representatives, but policies that are good for his allies and also his allies in China, which is our existential adversary. So um, more and more is coming out, you know, Dr. Fauci lied consistently um, about everything, you know, from masks to safety and efficacy of these mRNA injections. Uh, Dr. Fauci pushed children to um to to take that seat and to give them to their to their children and to their young adults uh he was aware of these documents in what's in them showing that it would cause massive infertility um you know 1200 plus deaths in just three months uh, uh myocarditis in young adults healthy young adults we see young adults dropping dead now on the playing field the way they never have before in in, in our lifetimes um he you know he was aware he would have had custody of these documents and known that um they the documents could be like 20 different ways that women's menstrual cycles are ruined and therefore that their fertility is ruined and we're seeing a 20 percent drop in live births um the pfizer documents have an 80 plus percent miscarriage rate and spontaneous abortion rate among the pregnant women that are in the documents so um he is a true old man and he is you know where's the money from, right he doesn't work for us he got a million dollars in a gift from some Israeli university, we have no idea who the, who who was behind that, who who donated that. What's expected of him? Um, but he he literally lied. I mean, he lied to Rand Paul. He said uh, that the NIH had never funded gain of function uh, experiments, I mean um, weaponization, making of viruses or other you know infectious agents more deadly. Well, that was a lie. Um, to this very day, he's funding Dazik uh, and Barrick, who um, are, are running what they call the gain of function experiments. Um, it's in Dr. Barrick's CV. It's in his. Uh, it's in his his published material. So basically, Dr. Fauci, after 2014, when um, doing gain of function experiments had been made illegal by our president in the United States, he offshore gain-of-function work to the Wuhan Institute of Virology with the same people, you know, involved along with Ralph Barrick overseeing it, and the Wuhan Institute of Virology is overseen by the People's Liberation Army of China. It's a military, like all science in China is military, and China wants us dead, and so I've concluded that um, this injection is a bioweapon very soberly. And, and Dr. Fauci's involved in that. He's guilty of that. Um, it's a bioweapon because it 
uh, BioNTech, which is part, which yeah. is a subsidiary that makes the vaccine, has an MOU with the CCP, and the CCP is manufacturing it, built 14 distribution points in Western Europe and two in the United States. And the IP was transferred to China for this injection in 2021 per the SEC filing. So he is a traitor to our country. Wow. You have really dug into this. This is uh, astonishing, some of this information that you have. Um, Speaking of uh, Robert Jr., Robert Kennedy Jr., have you had a chance to have dialogue with him? Does he know what you know? Do you know what he knows? I I certainly know what he knows because I read his book and, you know, was very impressed with it. Um, He's an acquaintance and, uh, you know, his 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 entity, uh, Children's Health Defense, you know, has been a real leader in unveiling certainly the role of Dr. Fauci and and the bad actions on behalf of the NIH. Um, And we've, you know, been leaders in uncovering what's in the Pfizer documents. So I think that we're really our our work really together. What, what, what is your take on, um, you were speaking of China here, and uh, you're saying clearly, you've just said this, this is a bioweapon meant to aim and hurt. It's killing Americans. Uh, they're dying on the playing fields. Uh, it's injuring these, these pregnant women. Um, this is a bioweapon, yet we allow, shifting gears briefly, we are allowing our large corporations like Apple to manufacture these devices for great profit. Um, uh, 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 and so the economy, we're boosting uh, an enemy's economy. Would you agree with that in China? Oh, well, yeah, there's tons of American investment in China. BlackRock's invested in China. I mean, patriotic rich people I know are trying to find a way to get other rich people to divest from China because, you know, it started with the Clinton administration, our our, our our jobs were outsourced to China. China enslaves its own people so they can manufacture things more cheaply than we can in the United States where we pay people a living wage. Um, so, yeah, everybody's guilty. Um, absolutely, we need to start divesting from China. Now, you've got uh, 75 documents uh, from Pfizer. Was this a Freedom of Information Act? How did you get these uh, into your hands? Well, it's, it's much more than that, respectfully. It's 55,000 documents a month, and some of them are tens of thousands of pages long. So it's a massive amount of material that these volunteers have gone through. Um, well, we didn't, we didn't uh, release them ourselves. A lawyer named Aaron Siri and his law firm uh, successfully sued uh, the FDA for them to release the documents. So we were lucky um, that, that he was such a good lawyer and they're in the public domain. Anyone can look at them. You can actually see them on our website, dailycloud.io. And we've actually got a tool called Abstractor, where if you've got a symptom or a loved one has a symptom, you can enter the word and you can see where it appears in the Pfizer documents and, and learn um, you know, more about your condition, basically. I started... I started Discuss Your Truth in 2016 in Miami because we'd been exposed to something called the Zika virus. And one of the targets was the, these pregnant women, right? And so no, here – go ahead. No, that's right. You're reminding me. That's correct. It was all about pregnant women. And here I'm seeing – I'm just skimming and I'm seeing Report 34. And again, ladies and gentlemen, this is on, uh, this is on Naomi's uh, website. Uh, anyway, so report 34, women have two and a half times higher risk of adverse events than men. Risk of female reproductive function is higher still by, and this is written by Robert Chandler, MD, MBA. Um, are women being targeted f- for, for their reproductive ability? Is that what? Absolutely. 
absolutely no question at all. And Dr. Chandler, has, who's a very distinguished physician, uh, sports medicine physician, who's treated the Angels and the Lakers, um, a highly skilled uh, physician, he has found, um, and so is Dr. Chris Flowers, like a, a 360-degree attack on, on women and on their reproduction. Um, and it's not just their reproduction. Like I mentioned the miscarriage rate. There's also the lipid nanoparticles weaken the placenta. They accumulate in the ovaries so that every time you get an injection, these industrial fats coated in polyethylene glycol, which is a petroleum byproduct, accumulate in your ovaries, right? There's, I mentioned the horrific menstrual problems that are in the Pfizer documents that women, you know, were suffering and Pfizer just categorized them and kept going, categorized them and kept going. But there's also... Um, poisoning of breast milk. Uh, four women in the Pfizer documents who were lactating, their breast milk turned blue-green, and one baby died after going into seizures, nursing from a vaccinated mom, because the polyethylene glycol goes into the breast milk. This was independently confirmed by an NIH study. So these babies are going to seizures. Um, and in fact, breastfeeding went from 34% of moms to 14% after the baby. Uh, injection was rolled out. I, I, this is because babies are not thriving. They're, they're crying. They're inconsolable because of poison in the milk. Um, it, it goes on and on. The exposure vaccine was defined by Pfizer as sexual intercourse, uh, as well as inhalation and skin contact. And they warned vaccinated men not to have intercourse with childbearing age women without using two reliable forms of contraception. Otherwise, they should have so they and they talked about exposures being especially at the moment of conception. So Pfizer knew that something bad happened to women and happened to embryos and fetuses uh, with exposure to the vaccine, which is in, in male semen, basically, according to Pfizer's documents. Um, Pfizer, the Pfizer injection also damages male reproduction. Uh, Amy Kelly, our COO, found that um, Pfizer injection uh, degrades the membrane around the testes and degrades the cervical cells and Leydig cells even in baby boys in utero of vaccinated moms and those are the cells that uh, later kind of are the factories of masculinity they turn on what turns boys into adult men you know in adolescence and young adulthood like height and deep voices and you know Hair, hair on the body and all the things we associate with masculinity, that is degraded. So we don't even know if these poor baby boys are going to be fertile or even like be characteristically male when they when they grow up. Um, we, I mean, God, I could go on and on, but I will tell you that Pfizer, you know, in terms of the war on women in these documents, 72% of all the adverse events are, are in women. Of those, in Pfizer's words, 16% are, quote, reproductive disorders versus only 0. I think it's 0.5% for men, less than one. And so they knew that, that they were damaging women reproductively at scale. And now, of course, across the country, midwives are contacting me. Some brave doctors like Dr. Thorpe, Dr. McCullough um, are, are stepping forward and saying they're seeing things in their practices they've never seen before. Horrible mutations, so much premature uh, labor and delivery because the placentas are impaired. And also there's a, now a report that has come out categorically showing a rise in maternal death in death and childbirth, a 40% rise in death and childbirth. And I just talked about that this morning with Emerald Robinson. We can 
very um, informatively speculate why with the work we've done on the Pfizer documents, because, you know, women have been pushed back to a 19th century condition for giving birth where they can die in childbirth through septicemia, through, you know, hemorrhaging the placenta, through blood clots. Um, the, the, it, childbirth has been made much more dangerous by these injections to moms as well as to babies. So, Naomi, in, in, in 2016, the Zika virus, the, the thing that caught the local population's attention was the blood-brain barrier. The Zika virus was supposed right. to break the blood-brain barrier, yet the pesticide was breaking, breaking the blood-brain barrier. And I reached out to Lancet, I reached out to New England Journal of Medicine, and I couldn't get any def def definitive answer that the virus itself was doing that. Um, here we have this, this, this vaccination. You've termed... You've termed this a bioweapon. So is the is this COVID-19 virus the weapon or is it the uh, the injections that are the weapon or are they both working in tandem? They're both the weapon. They both have, first of all, they both have spike protein, you know, which is kind of notable that the vaccine had the same poisonous, dangerous ingredient as the virus. Um, but clearly they're both a bioweapon. I mean, you don't know if, if the excuse me, if the virus leaked from the lab intentionally or by accident, we don't know that yet, yeah. but you know, it kind of doesn't matter. Um, it, it's constructed as a bioweapon, right? It's, it, 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 they made it more dangerous. What are you going to, what's that for? Right. You don't, like, the only, my husband was in military intelligence for 12 years. The only reason to make a virus more dangerous is for military use, you know, or for military defense. There's no other reason. What, why else would you want to make the virus more deadly? So basically, my read is that China created virus, China created vaccine, a bunch of traders helping them, and a bunch of globalists, and, you know, that through both the virus and the vaccine, we're under attack. And it's not just, you know, the virus and the vaccine that are the attacks. Look at what's happening. It's attacks on our food supply. It's, you know, food processing plants blowing up, which they've never done before. Our, our infrastructure blowing up, trains derailing, um, a balloon traversing the sky, a spy balloon, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's endless, you know, captured White House, um, uh, you know, the introduction of digital currency. They tried, I fought hard for this and Daily Cloud did too. They tried to introduce a vaccine passport and we defeated them with um, bills in 33 states to prevent that. But this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to create a post-freedom society in the United States. And they're really trying to do away with the United States as a free nation because it poses, and Western Europe, both pose problems for, you know, globalists who would like to, um, you know, enslave the world, which is basically what we're looking at. Yeah. Hey, so let's go back to 2020. Uh, Naomi, you're an, an intelligent woman. Uh, there's there's a there's an economist that that has a degree from Wharton. Her name is Catherine Austin Fitz, and and in May of 2020, she was talking about these mandates and that infringement on freedoms. She was saying the vaccines were about money, and they and and this virus was as you, as you're saying is a bioweapon. I don't know if she used the word bioweapon or not, and I'm not sure, but she was questioning it as, as being an authentic virus. Um, you yourself, did, when when you were uh, when you had seen these these lockdowns take place, some of the early cases uh, pop up in the U.S. How did you react personally, Naomi? Were you skeptical of uh, the authenticity behind the virus? Um, what where did where did you where did you stand in those early days? Well, you know, like most people, in the very early days, I. I 
sort of was willing to believe that we had never seen anything like this before. And I kept an open mind. However, very quickly, when they started like closing down um, beaches and playgrounds um, and piling people, multi-generational households in a single home by sending the kids home from school, I got very suspicious because, um, and I wrote about this in my book, The Bodies of Others, which is about the lockdown era, because I've, I've, you know, I've got a doctorate in English literature, so I've read English literature for hundred, you know, going back hundreds of years, and there have been infectious disease epidemics for hundreds of years. There's nothing new about it, and they've been, you know, thoroughly documented in literature, and never, you know, we know what works. You know, you don't like keep people out of the sunshine. <laughs> you know, if there's an infectious disease epidemic, Florence Nightingale found that out um, in the war in the uh, the war. Uh, in 1848, I believe. And, you know, like the progressive era knew that you don't keep children crowded in households when there's an infectious disease at play and you give them vitamin D and, you know, get them to play outside and to be healthy. So, you know, there's never been, I looked at quarantine in history, there's never been a time that healthy people were quarantined. The only people who locked down healthy people are North Korea. Yeah, right. And, and the Warsaw Ghetto, right? And and Indian reservations, like in history, and this was a very interesting chapter for me to write. It, you know, historically, you 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 restrict people's assembly when you're about to steal their goods, and over and over and over, that's what happens in history. You know that, like, what what would have happened in the West if Native Americans did not have their assembly and movement restricted? You know, there would have been a fair fight, but but what you had was settlers were unrestricted, the Native Americans were restricted to reservations. Of course, they're going to lose, right? Of course, their stuff can be stolen from them without you know a fair fight. So, and then when you know in New York State, when I guess by about June or July of 2020, when the the governor was saying you can't have more than six people in your home, right. and I'd written a book in 2012 or. 2008 maybe called the end of America about how um, how democracies are lost and turn into totalitarian societies. Well, then I knew I said they're never going to let us out without a fight because I knew that that was completely unconstitutional and that in history at that point, you know, when when people are saying you can't leave your home, that's already a coup, right? So we've got Pfizer, which is a New York based, its headquarters is based in New York City. Um, it, it certainly could be that the Chinese have manipulated it and its science and they've manipulated Fauci. Or is there something larger going on here? You know, Naomi, I always looked at 9 11. Uh, it wasn't, I, it really wasn't until the Zika virus in 2016 that I started to suspect some foul play possibly involved in that. But I thought at that point, I said, hey, the Rockefeller and the UN, the UN is based in the United States, but the UN doesn't represent the, the represent U.S. politics or, or its constitution. You know, the United Nations represents something different. Um, is there something going on here? You've mentioned deep state. You mentioned globalists. Um, is there something in your research that you uh, that you want listeners to know that might be going on more than just uh, an attack on women in America? Because certainly that is the attack. Yes, on men as well. But this reproducted to kind of kill a, kill a free society seems to be what's going on here. Um, is there something more than just China involved here? I, I mean, yes. And, you know, I do, again, spell this out in the bodies of others, um, for sure. And I think people have become much more aware of, of what that is. 
I mean, look what's happening. <laughs> the World Health Organization keeps trying to pass, uh, to get America to sign on to a meta-national treaty that would just destroy our sovereignty in the event of a quote-unquote public health emergency. So, yes, that's what they want. They want to, I thought people were crazy who said this, but the global entities like the World Economic Forum have spelled it out. They want a, a you know, meta-national government run by technocrats who are them, and they want the rest of us to be tracked and surveilled, and, and you know, you will own nothing and you will be happy. They're making no secret of it, you know? <laughs> Your plans are very clear. Yeah, and, and it's, it's it, 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 at the end of it all, what what's happening here? Is this kind of a socialist regime uh, that's trying to implement itself in form of con- uh, controlling uh, uh, digital economy globally? I, I think when people use that phrase, I think they're being a little bit reductive. Um, I mean, even in China, it's not true socialism, right? It's an oligarchy. So it's something that, you know, the world has never seen before. Um, and it's a kind of a thoroughly digitized global tyranny, right? And so it's not socialism in the sense of, you know, there's going to be equality of all people and the distribution of goods and people owning a means of production. That's classical socialism. It's not that. It's it's something new where a handful of globalists who are technocrats and oligarchs and friends of oligarchs will run everything in transnational entities. Um, and there will be a surf class and kind of a professional lackey class. And... China will be the superpower, and already we're seeing like it's it, like dominoes are falling. Like my husband explains it to me every day, and it's terrifying. You know, we're seeing Latin America, country after country, aligned with China. We're seeing Africa, country after country, aligned with China. We're seeing we, you know, Italy is aligned with the Belt and Road Initiative in China. So there, there's going to be a a, 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 a decline. There's a manufactured decline of. United States. And under this administration, we've been so weak that that's been easy to facilitate. And then the globalists have planned that China will be the superpower. Um, And then, of course, there will be a situation which China will kill off all of its globalist allies who are naive enough to think that that would work out. But um, but that's the plan, you know, to to really break the knees of the United States and Western Europe. And and that's what either through you know, physical damage like this injection or through uh, elite capture is what it's called. The elites being bought off by cutouts that are funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or by China to I get, align with economic farm goals. Sorry, go ahead. My guest today is Dr. Naomi Wolf and her release, the Pfizer Documents Analysis Report, uh, can be found at, found at her website, War Room Daily Clout. Uh, Naomi, uh, you've got a bombshell here, and um, what is what is the next step for you? Are 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 you sending this to Capitol Hill? Do you do you trust anybody in D.C.? Where do you lie uh, on that? The next step is up to everybody listening. We are a tiny, tiny startup. We have literally four people <laughs> working on this, and all of them are working far below you know market. So we are dependent on donations and we're dependent on memberships and we've got two um, lawsuits going against Pfizer. But, you know, where it goes beyond that, like we're using all of our powers just to get the word out. 
Uh, and by the way, you'll be able to pre-order the paperback book too um, on the website, and you can buy it on Kindle. But when it comes to going to Capitol Hill, that's up to you guys. Everyone listening, you know, one thing I have learned from this journey is that you can't leave it to quote-unquote leaders, right? This has to be a grassroots revolution. So everyone listening, you know, send a copy of the book to your representative, lobby your representative, you know, ask your representative to to get behind bills, and you can look at all of the state and federal bills on, on our website on, on Bill Cam um, that defend sovereignty and to kill bills that undermine sovereignty, you know, get behind bills that put these uh, manufacturers in prison and um, end bills that mandate. Um, uh, this is all in, in your power. I've, I've, I've built the structure for it to put the power of the legislature in everyone's hands. So, but they have to do it, right? You have to do it. You have to, you have to take action. I mean, the beauty is if you, you can look up any bill on, on bill camp, on state, state or federal, and you can send it through social media. So, you know, if there's a really good bill, like right now, Tom Renz featured a really good bill to not let them put mRNA in the food supply, or at least to disclose when it's there, because that's what they're planning next. Well, that's a Missouri bill. You can, you know, you can send that bill to every single one of your representatives as a copycat bill to pass in your own state. And you can mobilize your friends to call the chief of staff of your representative, go to a meeting, you know, in the Capitol, show them that bill, say, we want this to go in our state, and that fight after fight after fight. And you also have to like speak out to your neighbors because um, people are scared to come forward. But history shows that when many people come forward at once with what they believe, uh, it's very hard for the um, bad guys to win. And uh, I'm so sorry, but my it's my husband's birthday, so uh, I, I see that we are done with our time. And I wonder if I can hop off so I can. Yes, absolutely, that. Naomi. Thank you. thank you for joining the program. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye. Naomi Wolf, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, that look, I mean, you know, here is, I, this is a woman you can spend a lot of time with, right? She's very intelligent. She's very well researched, very well read, but these, this is, look, this is the caliber, if you will, not to say that, uh, any person that's not as well read or not as well researched as a lesser caliber, but this is the academic caliber, if you will, uh, of people that are coming forth now that are saying, Hey, wait, hold on a second. I've done my research. I've looked into these things. I've obtained documents that show that COVID was a hoax. And no, she didn't use the word hoax. She used the word bioweapon. I'm using the word hoax. Uh, I can't disprove uh, the COVID uh, virus as being uh, uh, a hoax. But what I do recall is that an alarm went off inside me in Miami Beach in 2016 as I was exposed to these pesticides that were so-called combating a fairly benign virus known as Zika. And I thought, well, yeah, this is military operation on a different level. This isn't a conventional roll your tanks in, roll your planes in, start firing bullets uh, and cannonballs. This is ingenious. This is, I'm going to take you down from inside and you don't even realize it. This is, I'm going to control your education system. This is, I'm going to control your economy. I'm going to control your media. This is, this is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of 
war ingenuity. Stealth enemy, as Brigadier General Robert Spaulding said on the show, folks. And this is up to you as you listen. If 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 women like Naomi didn't act and do what she does, do what she's doing and writes what she writes, then things don't get done. The likelihood that you were familiar with the name Naomi Wolf before she just joined the show is probably fairly high. But what's more important is not you knowing of the name. What's more important is people like me and you and her, but you, doing something about it. Action items, folks. Action items. Never think that your voice can't be heard. It won't be heard if you don't open your mouth and speak and yell. That is a confirmation. You will definitely miss any opportunity that you don't take. So anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I just I, 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 I was familiar. I am familiar with her name. I did not know that she had dug into this to the level that she has. You know, Dr. Peter McColl is a former guest on the show. Um, I've, I, I know Tom Rents. Uh, I've been with him a few times at various events. Um, she used three words that stick out of my mind. The first term she used, deep state. The second word she used, globalists. And the third word that she used that stuck out to me during that dialogue was revolution. And I believe she termed it as a grassroots revolution. I don't know what she meant by that. But I'm assuming it's along the lines of the Judy Mikovits, who joined my show. She's joined it now twice. And I believe the first time she joined Discuss Your Truth was back in 2017. And she used... That word, if I recall right, both times she joined the show. Judy Mikovits started sounding the alarm against Dr. Fauci many, many, many years ago. She knew there was something going on in the research department behind the AIDS uh, virus. And she sounded the alarm. She ended up in jail. I think that was in Reno, Nevada, if I recall right. May have her story off. Because she exposed her research that exposed maldoings and malpractice behind the AIDS virus. There is a link, ladies and gentlemen. Again, Naomi brought it right. This is a military operation so sophisticated, you don't see it. So let's take, for example, let's take a mass shooting. Let's take this mass shooting in Louisville that happened, was it Monday? Let's just consider the possibility that that was a PSYOP, a psychological operation, similar to what Miriam Henning uh, 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 exposed in uh, her recent documentary, it was a couple months ago, um, about the George Floyd incident. Yes, the man is dead. Did the man ever exist? Did the Zika virus ever exist? Does it exist? What is it? Is it anything more than a simple uh, flu-like virus? Certainly doesn't cause much more than any of those symptoms. And the COVID-19 
uh, virus didn't cause much more anything else outside of that as, as well, depending on your immune system. This is, again, based off of my knowledge. But if you have, for instance, a bioweapon, as Naomi clearly stated, the coronavirus is and the pharmaceutical vaccinations, so-called, which they're not, are, this is a system. This is a bioweapons system, ladies and gentlemen, and it is military grade. So sophisticated that only the upper echelons likely of the Pentagon would have any clue as to it possibly being so. Because I doubt that the real sophistication of it resides in any knowledge-based brain in the Pentagon. This is likely, in my view, in my understanding, connected to what's possibly happening at CERN. In that regard to one individual also located in California named Anthony Patch. Anthony Patch talks about transhumanism. And he talks about what is literally and technically happening at CERN. I don't really repeat what he talks about, but I will mention one thing. The World Wide Web, which you are probably using to listen to my voice right now, incepted at CERN. Yes, the WWW, as it's otherwise known, was engineered by one Tim Berners-Lee, a British scientist working at this nuclear facility in CERN. I, I, again, I don't really know what's happening there. I don't know what's happening there. But somehow the WWW is linking all computers on the planet. And it sure seems like it's aimed at linking, maybe not the WWW, but this digital currency, linking human beings to some type of internet of things. Think otherwise? Look into nanotechnology, folks. This has been around for many years now. So minuscule that you can inhale these. Uh, these little bots, if you will, into your system, and they can lodge themselves into your brain. You don't even know that you've inhaled them. So, again, Deep state, globalization, globalists, I think what Naomi mentioned, and towards the end of her time with us, she talked about revolution. Nobody likes violence. In fact, I'll tell you this, I never joined the military because I don't believe in violence. I think it's a very weak form of mental processing. Hitting, shooting, hurting. This is uh, bar barbaric in my view. However, if you don't defend yourself, you will be a victim to violence. Whereas if the United States just fell, fell, felled, right? Folded, felled, folded its arms it would be invaded in a flash, taken over. Okay, so let me wrap things up. And this is from my research. I didn't get a chance to mention the name Anthony Sutton to Naomi. Maybe she's familiar with him, his work. Maybe she's not. I don't know. 
Anthony Sutton is a research fellow at the Harvard, uh, excuse me, the uh, Hoover Institute at Stanford. Uh, he walked away from his position there with Stanford because they began censoring his work in the early 70s, such as um, him revealing that Prescott Bush, yes, the grandfather and father of two presidents, funded the Nazi regime through Union Bank. So this is where, based off of my knowledge of Anthony's work, uh, this is where I would disagree somewhat with the angle on China. Uh, I believe that the Chinese have purposely been built to become an enemy. They've been forced into this global economy. Look at the result of World War II, Mao Zedong. Um, he took the weapons away from his people. Uh, the the Chinese adopted a central banking system. Uh, I think that was 1945. Uh, prior to that, uh, the Russians had fallen victim, victim to a post-Bolshevik revolution central banking system. Um, and, of course, since 1913, the United States has been victim to a central banking system, otherwise known as the Federal Reserve, which I think uh, yeah, the use of the term central bank uh, in the United States was uh, was not uh, accepted. Well, it certainly is. That's what that's what the Federal Reserve System is. Right? So the Chinese, let's look at them historically. Uh, they built a wall to defend themselves. Uh, they haven't necessarily been known for uh, great armies in the past and conquering civilizations. Mm. Okay. So now, who who is known? For conquering civilizations. Uh, the English, you know. Uh, if you look at the Americas, the Spanish, yep. Uh, the Portuguese, Brazil, yes. French, yes. Uh, that basically leaves white men, right? White men have been known historically for traveling the world and conquering civilizations. And let's get to my definition of the deep state. So according to Jordan Maxwell, who is now deceased, rest his soul, all central banking systems globally um, feed into one nuclei. That is known as the Bank of International Settlements, headquartered in Basel, Switzerland. So if... All central banks root to Switzerland. That means the Chinese central bank roots to Switzerland. And that means the Russian central bank out of Moscow roots to Switzerland. It doesn't mean China's not an enemy. It means the Chinese ultimately don't control their own banking system, as the United States and London, for that matter, don't control, and Russia, their own banking systems. Ultimately, the banking system is regulated by Switzerland. That's where things get a little shady. Or perhaps we can say murky. Are the Swiss known for conquering lands? Did the Swiss sail to South America and conquer the indigenous people of Brazil? No, they did not. Did the Swiss uh, set up uh, colonies in North America? No, they did not. 
The initial colony, to my understanding, comprised an area known as, or areas known as New England. That's England. The Swiss, in fact, have stayed neutral in most wars, I believe, for the past 100, 150 years. Why? Because if you follow the money, one will understand that the Knights Templar, essentially, created Switzerland as their banking center to mask, protect, shield their spoils. And that has nothing to do with America. However, it has everything to do with America. America, because it has, for now over 100 years, controlled you. So if it controls you and your economy, it controls all aspects of your life, whether you realize it or not. And this is ingenuity of an ingenious level. Because you don't even realize you've been conquered. Here's the other word that Naomi used with our time with her. Coup. There has been a coup. It is becoming more and more apparent, folks, because they are accelerating their speed at which to conquer America. Their greatest coup, perhaps, was the assassination of John F. Kennedy, uncle to this man now that's running for president, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. That was likely their greatest coup in American history. And all presidents that came after John, puppets, mere puppets to their game. Trump may be different. He may not be different. The theatrics may be at a total, total other level of sophistication that we simply do not know if Donald Trump is controlled. But I will tell you this. He seems to be for the U.S. Constitution. He got vaccinated, but he wasn't for mandates, from my understanding. Um, so let's get into the deep state. I mentioned Knights Templar. Knights to what? To the cross, ladies and gentlemen, the cross. Go to your computer right now. And I've blown a couple minds here in the past week with this knowledge. Public search engine. Go to it right now. Google, Yahoo, your choice, whatever you want. Doesn't have to be either one of those either. Type in U.S. Grand Union flag. Type it into the browser. What do you get? U.S. Grand Union flag. Just as it sounds. U.S. Grand Union flag. Most people, when they look at that flag, will say, well, Ian, that's a cross between the British flag and the American flag. And the answer is yes, it is, isn't it? Or is it? Is it American at all? Open up another browser. Open up another window. Now type in British East Indies Company flag. British East Indies Company flag. What you get, ladies and gentlemen, is essentially the identical flag. Now, go right now to Books A Million and buy my book. No More Lies. Freedom Reserve, No More Lies. Publisher is Trine Day. 
pre-order. Get a copy. Because that is a type of information you will find in my book that I have spent six and a half years revealing, researching and revealing for you. So that you can understand that, yes, just as Naomi mentioned, there has been a coup on the American way of life. And it requires a revolution. I'm not saying it requires a violent revolution. But there needs to be some type of revolt against these European powers that have all but physically conquered America. So, why did John Paul Jones fly the British East Indies Company flag aboard the USS Alfred on the Delaware in 1976? Well, because that's who funded him. That was the first flag of the United States, which predates the Betsy Ross flag. It's called the U.S. Grand Union flag. London financed the Continental Army, ladies and gentlemen. George Washington was financed. Now, I'm not saying entirely, but a bulk of it, the funding came from the same financers to King George. Why? Because London, ladies and gentlemen, is a sovereign entity that is not part of Great Britain. London is a banking center that controls the monarchy. Listen to what David Icke's been talking about. Okay, uh, There are a number of... Uh, Tony Gosling's another one. There are a number of uh, English folks, British folks, that, that speak about this. London, ladies and gentlemen, is sovereign and independent because it was that way prior to William the Conqueror in 1055. And it says so right on their website. The city of London, ladies and gentlemen, has remained and made an agreement with William in 1055 to not be conquered. So who controls it? The city of London is a Roman banking center, folks. Rome. Rome. I said cross, Knights Templar. Who are they protecting? They're protecting their god. They're protecting folks, their religion. And whether you agree with me or not, you can do your best to prove me wrong. If you don't mind. I hope I am proven wrong. But by all my research, that is the enemy to America. Nothing has changed in 250 years, has it? Nothing has changed since the 1620s. Was it 23? That the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock. Why? Because they sought freedom from the crown. And I don't mean the crown as in the king or queen. There's another crown. And that's the crown that sits on the head of Rome. That's the crown, which resembles the crown of thorns. I don't want to get religious here with you folks because I respect anyone's right to freedom of religion. But I will tell you 
all roads seem to lead to Rome. And the Swiss banks are set up to further mask Rome's agenda. Agenda. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a system. This is a system of conquest. And it matters not how many years, how many generations it will take to conquer you and your children. That is the objective. That is the level of sophistication. Now, have these globalists, have they misplayed their hand? I think they possibly have. You've, what flipped my switch was the Zika virus, 2016. That set my alarm up. I never joined the military. I don't believe in violence, but I do believe in self-defense. And that flipped my switch. Okay. I've essentially been in attack mode ever since. And I'm likely just like you. I've got to work a nine to five. I labor. Uh, I'm not any specially educated individual. I, even if I was, I'd have to labor, right? We all have to make them make ends meet, don't we? Regardless of what our job is, unless you've inherited money or you've uh, gotten lucky in a casino or on Wall Street, whatever it may be. Likely most of us uh, are average people. I'm no different. But I have been in attack mode since being exposed to the Zika virus and the pesticide in Miami Beach. And I have not let up. And I won't let up. Because we are in a war. It is not a conventional war. Uh, we hope that it doesn't get to that. Uh, we do hope that if it does, it's with the right players. Because the right player is not China. I'm not telling you that China doesn't want to invade America. I'm not saying that. I, I don't know. I've never been to China. I really don't know that culture. Uh, I really have no desire to go to China other than marvel at its uh, creations, such as the Great Wall. Um, eat some dim sum, uh, some Peking duck, honor its traditions. I suspect that most Chinese, I don't know, but I suspect the most Chinese would only want the same of America. But again, I do not know. Now, militaristically speaking, I think that if the United States had wanted to invade China, it would have done so many, many years ago. But folks, I don't think that's where the Chinese people want, and it's not what the Americans want. Um, and certainly the culture of America is not, um, not one of aggressive. If you look at these past wars, the, the World War II, the first and the World Wars, uh, Korea, Vietnam, these are not American wars. These are wars America's, America has been suckered into because it has been in debt. It has been in debt since its founding. Only one U.S. president has left office without debt, and that was Andrew Jackson. That's one out of 46. This country has long been doomed. Um, and I guess I'll leave it there. Uh, it, it, it's up to you, folks. It's up to you. And the Freedom Caucus, House Freedom Caucus on Capitol Hill. Uh, players like Matt Gates, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, it seems. Uh, uh, Bobert, uh, out of Colorado. Um, yeah, uh, Jordan, 
some of these some of these folks and 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 now you're seeing people cross lines right um and it really isn't about being a democrat or republican this is a fight to uh, uphold the constitution um you know jfk one of the greatest presidents was a democrat abraham lincoln one of the greatest presidents was a republican uh, i think andrew jackson was a democrat republican that was the name of the party i uh, believe their adversary were the whigs i may be wrong on that um so you, you this isn't about joining one party or the other this is about protecting your country and rooting out the enemy and if you follow the money that's where your enemy is going to be it's this whole digital currency system that what's it called fed now which is uh, the digital currency from the federal federal reserve system look if there's intrinsic value supporting your digital currency there's really nothing wrong with that right but where's the value okay that's that's a total other subject um, and we're not going to get into that, but, uh, I want you to walk away from me with investigating Switzerland and who controls the Swiss banks. Keep it on the American shore and investigate the federal reserve. Um, and if you don't want to get involved in any of that, then at least go to Naomi's website and, um, Send send the uh, send send her send her website along to somebody else. War Room Daily Cloud, the Pfizer documents, expose that. Send that to your governor. Send that to your mayor, regardless of your Democrat or Republican. Doesn't matter. This isn't about politics. Okay. Send. This is a fraud. Pfizer has committed fraud. Dr. Tony Fauci has committed fraud on the American people. These are war crimes, ladies and gentlemen. These are war crimes. So send these documents on pass it forward let other people do their own research let other people do their own investigation all right that's what i urge you to do and i urge you to pass them on to politicians because as we have it the structure right now in the country is all legal binding okay we still have to a to 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 the lar- a large degree we still have uh justice happening in courtrooms uh somewhat it seems uh, except, except if you're in Manhattan, uh, evidently. So pass these things forward. Let other people do their research. But for discussions of truth, folks, this has been um, another episode. And I, won't, I will not stop. I will not stop. Um, Ian Trottier here. I, too, am self-financed. If you, if you, if you feel like you, if you've got cash to spare, go ahead and contribute to Naomi. Give 10 bucks to Naomi, give 10 bucks to me. Yintrotier.com, I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-R.com. But more importantly, I don't need your money. What I need you to have is my information and my research, and you can do that by buying my book, No More Lies, Freedom Reserved. Books a million. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be awesome.